You, you don't need to do that as much as I was like, yes, this is it. This is great. 
so many creators, there's so many different types that like you can really hone in on what it is that affects you. There are so many niches with it's niches. It's honestly so true. I like it's a real uh, Russian doll of niches. It honestly is. And like that is the great thing is that since there are so many creators, you can pretty much find anything you can think of. Or if not, a lot of the ASM artists, which is what they are called. They, okay. I understand. Yeah. I see what they did there. Yeah, yeah, they, acronym. they like will respond to people commenting like, oh my god, I love your voice. Could you do X, Y, and Z? I think there are like four main types of ASMR. There is like role playing, quote unquote, which definitely has like a very sexual connotation, which we will get into in a moment. But that's like a school nurse like checking you for lice. Like a lot of them have like do a lot of stuff on the mic so that when you have headphones in it really it feels like I see. like doing it to you. Really with nice. you. Yeah. And then there is there's like non-spoken ASMR. There are some people who are really not affected by the speaking and they just want um, different trigger sounds. Like tapping is definitely the biggest one for sure. Tapping seems like it would be a big one. There's yeah, just yeah. endless things you could tap Exactly. On. You can tap fast. You can tap slow. I have been growing my nails out for this episode. We will do some tapping later. Much appreciated. Yes. Um, I'm really committed. <laughs> you really are. Lest you worry. <laughs> um, and then I think there are ones that are more just like kind of rambling about things so i follow a lot of like makeup asmr people interesting not because i have any interest in makeup but it's something that people can talk a lot about right and i don't really respond to the physical triggers i like the soft spoken or the whispered the most so you if you just give somebody a topic of something that they're interested in right and it doesn't even have to be something you're emotionally invested in i don't care yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you want to show me your 30 eye shadow palettes? Go ahead. Like, tell me about each mini skate. Exactly. And then, are there like scripted ASMR things? I feel like that would be more like the role playing Because okay. it's like they are just talking to the camera. So, yeah. Oh, and mouth sounds. Mouth, that is the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hate that one. That sounds awful. It's just, I hate the sound of people chewing. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But, but, I can, I'm not gonna ever judge somebody. Yeah. Like, if that is what gets you relaxed and that helps you sleep, power to you. And there are so many ASM artists who, that is literally all they do. Like, you just go like, that's tough. Or, like, they just eat things. <laughs> like, there are so many. No, honestly, there that's are crazy. so many. They just, like, eat that celery or whatever. No, like, each video will be, like, lean. And they'll eat like a bunch of it. Like it's crazy, but there's wow. a huge market for that. Crazy. And a Indeed. lot of people really love it. Oh, there you go. So don't, that, don't yuck yeah. anyone's yeah. Exactly. So those are the four. So the interesting thing about ASMR is that even like in the comments and stuff, there's like a weird kind of like shame around it because I think like the public image is that it's sexual. Right. And that, first of all, even if it was sexual, like who fucking cares? Right. Like you do you. We're, like we are so caught up in uh, it just really bothers me. Our country people being like, judgy about that, especially is like so invested in sexualizing uh, women and like bodies and that kind of stuff. But it's also like so puritanical about like yeah. people actually taking that sexuality for themselves or like using it in their own. Way. Yeah, and there's so much like shame around it. But anyway, so that is kind of where some of the like weird almost like secrecy comes from is that people like don't want 
to say that they're into it. I think this is definitely changing, but like, because there's a sexual connotation, which I completely understand. Right. Even us right now, like, having to talk this quietly. Right. It's very intimate. Yes, and we're very much closer to each other because exactly. we're both talking into the same mic. And also, if you just think about whispering, like, how often you actually whisper to somebody in real life. Like, yeah, like never. Exactly. And when you do, it is intimate. Like, you have to physically just be so close to each other. Um, so I can understand why people would think that, especially if you aren't affected by it. Right. If you were to just pull up one of these videos, I could understand why you would think it was kind of sexual. Because as I said, like, the role-playing ones are all, they're all usually characters that you might actually see, like, or stereotypically, like, pornographic, like, a teacher, a nurse, blah, 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 but those are also roles in our lives of people who take care of us, right? Which is, I think, which is what they play on for the ASMR part, is, like, well, I mean, that's probably part of the, well, of the sexual yes. role <laughs> too, like, it probably, they, you know, for similar reasons, comfort, yeah, but, you know, to, to different effect. Exactly. <laughs> so, I understand why, I'd say for 99% of people, it isn't that. Right. I'm sure there are some people on YouTube who do exploit that, but I have not personally come across them. And also, for the majority, again, for the ones that I have come across and what my algorithm now pops up are women. Yeah. They're generally young women who are making their living off of YouTube, so they're usually pretty attractive. Yeah. So, like, because it is a visual medium. Exactly. Not that it even has to be. Like, I barely ever watch it. I usually just, like, put it on, put my headphones on it. Right, like, but if you're, put it down. if you're, like, participating in a visual medium like that, like, your image is, like, very important to your success. Yeah. yeah. So, I can understand why that happens, but for those of us who are affected by it, right. it is much more comforting. It, it really, God, if you think about sleep, like, it is so important, and having something that makes that easier, and makes that comforting, and can turn your brain off, is a huge gift, and that is something that you find in the in the comment sections. Just people being really stoked to have found yeah, it. so grateful, and I know that I said this about British game shows, <laughs> but I would say that British game shows and the ASMR community are two of, like, the most gracious and, like, cutest and loving and understanding, like, YouTube comment sections. That's awesome, because I feel like YouTube, like, the whole idea about YouTube comments is that they are just, like, a dumpster fire of, yeah. of humanity. No, but it's all of these people who have finally found, like, relief and express their gratitude. And it, I, it's really lovely to to read. I always, like, read through at least the first, like, ten comments. And there's also the kind of people who would have trouble sleeping because they're super anxious are the kind of people, I think, because I am one of these people who probably have, like, suffered with that kind of stuff for a long time. So there are also... I, like, probably on 9 out of the 10 comment sections on YouTube, on, like, any ASMR video, it's just a comment that says, like, hey, you scrolling through the comments, like, I hope you have a great night. Oh, that's awesome. And it's literally, like, not even for the creator, but it's for the community, so it's this really, like, very, must be very affirming. It is. You, you feel less alone, and it, it is intimate without being sexual, but the great thing about it also is that, like, I mean, in a way, it's really selfish, because you're kind of in this vulnerable position with this other person, but you don't really have to do any of the work of being vulnerable. Like, you get all of the benefit of a really comforting experience without you having to be, like, physically and emotionally present for that person. Yeah. Um, which is also really nice. Um, 
but then there's also that whole community of knowing that other people are also watching it, also getting the comfort that you're getting. So, all in all, like, it is a very multi-layered experience, I guess I would say. Awesome. That's great. I feel like I definitely got, that was a great intro into how you found ASMR. I like it. So, I was doing a little bit of research before this episode, um, because there actually, there isn't a whole lot of science right now done on it. There were a few studies done, but they had pretty small sample groups, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But, um, there is evidence that, like, the parts of your brain that light up when you are feeling the sensations of the tingles are the medial prefrontal cortex. Interesting. Yes, which is associated with social behaviors like grooming, so the kind of sensation that, like, apes get when they are grooming each other. That is really cool. Because eggs and being taken care of, like that just gentle feeling of being like touched on your head. And then the secondary so so oh no. Where did you go? Somatosensory. Yeah, that sounds right. Great, great, great. Cortex. Cortex. Which is again associated with the sensation of being touched, which is so interesting because that's what it is. It's almost like a heightened you know, it, it almost feels like it's a physical response. Exactly. Yeah, it's not it's just an emotional response. It's a physical response to just auditory things, which is also true. Like, if you've ever listened to music and gotten goosebumps, like, it's right. a very similar sensation. That's really cool. Um, so this is when they did, like, cat scans on people. Yeah, and did, like, uh, functional MRIs. MRIs, that's, that's it, an MRI. Yeah, yeah. So, there is a Netflix series produced by BuzzFeed. It's called Follow This. Yeah, and each episode is like 20 minutes long and they just talk about, I mean, it's BuzzFeed, so they talk about like something that is, you know, zeitgeisty. Like, oh my god, that was the word I was like, oh, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad that this ain't all motion. Yeah, she was just doing a flailing. She was doing like a, a real flick of the wrist that told me, you know, uh, she had her finger on the pulse of the cultural exactly. conversation. Perfect. I love it. You get me. Um, so they did an episode about ASMR because it has like boom. Steven Smith, 
who's one of the only like that's a very ASMR friendly name. It really Stephen Smith. Okay, so he's one of like the only people who have done who has done a study on ASMR. So he had two groups. He had a control group and a group of people who self-identified as experiencing ASMR. And he had he put them both into functional MRI. I don't know what the difference between a functional MRI and just a regular MRI is. Let's Google it. Is the first one non-functional? Right, we're gonna find out. I'm not sure how it's different from. Okay, whatever. It's fine. I'll keep looking. It's okay. So basically, he broke them into two groups, and he saw that for a typical brain, when it is relaxed and a feeling of the same, like sort of identified feeling of people who have ASMR, like calm euphoric chill that the frontal lobe and the parietal lobe like fire together that's cool and then he found that he, he showed asmr videos to people who experienced asmr and had them click buttons when they were feeling the tingles and he saw that in addition to the frontal lobe and the parietal lobe the areas of the brain that control vision sensory information and movement also fired so his like takeaway was that the networking of people who experience ASMR is just fundamentally different, which is why some people just experience it and some people just don't. Like, and then he also had both groups self, like fill out a self-identity personality test, which again, when you're when you ask somebody to self-identify as anything, there's always going to be, you know, so again, take that with a grain of salt as well because people lie. But he found for the most part that the people who did experience ASMR were, you know, a little bit more anxious and more neurotic. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, we're also more open to new experiences and open to like new points of view, which I think are two sides of the same coin. Like as somebody who is very anxious, I have always felt like all of my emotions are like right at the surface. Yeah. Which also makes sense then why somebody like that would be oversensitive to then sound also if you're if you think of your whole brain as kind of always just being like hyperly sensitive, yeah, then it would make sense yeah. that then you would get a, a more dramatic response to sound. Definitely, I think. Yeah. I have the results on the difference oh, between MRI amazing. And tell us, tell us, tell us. What I, is I've it? read the definition. I don't entirely understand what it means. Just give it to us. But cslb.edu. Thank you for citing your sources. Backslash some other stuff. It says an fMRI scans the same basic principles of atomic physics as MRI scans, but MRI scans image anatomical structure, whereas fMRI image metabolic function. I think it has something to do with fMRI is like studies like the blood flow. Yeah, okay, that would make sense then. And an MRI, maybe, I don't know. I don't really know. Anatomical, anatomical. I don't know. If, if you know, tell us in the comments. So I think that we should do some ASMR now. That sounds great. Um, do you want to end before? And then you know, talk about your favorite ASMR artist. So I was actually going to say, okay, great. Let me tell you who I'm inspired by. Okay, great. And then, and then we will make form. I love it. Okay. I really love that order of operations. Oh my god. Oh, Bemdos, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so if you could, if you asked me to list all, what what all the letters in Bemdos stood for, I don't know that I could do it. Okay. Well, now I want you to draw. <laughs> I don't remember what the B is. It's Blitz. It's Blitz. 
Um, so she is one of those people who has, like, she did not start as an ASM artist, and she has a channel that is both ASMR and just like YouTube. That's person. Grace V, as in Victor. She uses the same microphone that we use. It's a Blue Yeti. Yes. Please send us free stuff. <laughs> Sophie Michelle. She's British. Oh, that's a very British name, so you have to say yeah, the British name. Sophie Michelle. Sophie. Her intro is so nice. It is Sophie Michelle.
wish y'all could see Renee's face right now. <laughs> this is me tapping on my nail. She looks about four years old. Oh, that's so fun. I wonder, listening back, if I will get tickles from this. I wonder if it's like right tickling where you can tickle yourself. Yeah, but my phone case. <laughs> sure. Which is just like, because they love 
Volume. And we're back. And we're biggity back. Whew. Took a little trip down ASMR lane. Uh, I'm so And we came out the tired. other end soothed and 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 whole. And educated. And edumacated um, in the case of moi. Okie dokie. It's segment time. It's time for a segment. And we're doing I'm Obsessed With You, correct? Correct Mundo. And I think... You get to talk about something I'm obsessed with. Correct? I do that. I am not either not obsessed. So with. I know we talked about doing one thing, but I think I'm. I had an idea as we were recording this. Oh so my we're god, gonna do something. I else. love nothing more than that. <laughs> Room for you so to explore. And go. I would like you. One of my obsessions that is like definitely not niche enough to talk about on an episode because like a lot of people are obsessed with it. And it's just it's really just an activity. But I am oh I am obsessed with running. I do I do oh love god. running, uh, and you do not do that. So. <laughs> My most vivid memory of running uh-huh. is all of the times I lied to get out of running the mile. <laughs> but you played soccer. Middle like, school. Okay, but running for an activity and running just to run are two very different things. <laughs> so just, yeah, my other distinct memory of running is every time I run, my mouth tastes really metallic-y. Oh, that's weird. What is that about? I don't know. Are you dehydrated? <sighs> Fucking maybe. Okay. Probably. So you love running. I do. I, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's so all I can say. Yes. <laughs> about you. No, 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 no. I can say some things. Mm-hmm. Okay. One thing I will say is that you have run the LA Marathon. I did. Yeah. I was there in support. Mm-hmm. You were. And honestly, like, almost cried. Like, it oh. is such an impressive thing to see all of these people. Like, yeah. it was pretty, it was, like, way more overwhelming than I thought it it's, was going to be. It's very inspiring. It really fucking is. Um, you know, somebody just broke the two-hour mark. I know. I saw. Crazy. Eliud Kipchoge. That's his name. Yes. Good for you. He's Kenyan, sir. And he ran it in, oh, I know, he ran it like just under two hours. And yeah, he'd, he'd like actually, he, yeah, he, like he had done it before, but it didn't count the first time he did it Quite. for some reason. I think it had something to do with the course he was on. Like it oh. wasn't like a marathon course. Like he might have just been on a track. Okay. So I do know that you love running. It's, I do. It feels like something you have liked for a while. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a new no. obsession. And then I guess the thing that I will say, I know that you listen to, you, unlike most people, listen to podcasts. Yeah, when not, you're, music. not music. Music is distracting for me. Interesting. For a long time, I never ran listening to anything for like most God, of the time. that feels like the worst. I never listened to anything. In it. And I still, do, I, I try to not listen to podcasts if I'm going on like a shorter run. But like when I was okay. training for a marathon, it's like very challenging to run for like yeah, three, and two, not. three hours straight and not listen to anything <laughs> except the sound of you breathing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't know exactly what got you into running per se. I know that you were 
an athlete mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe you were running for like conditioning. Because like I know that we did soccer together, as mm-hmm. we've mentioned many yep. times. So you can answer that question in a moment. But mm-hmm. I do know, I feel like most people say that running is really like calming and like centering because you're only doing one thing. Yeah. And you can kind of get into a rhythm. You get like a runner's high, which totally. I don't believe is a thing. No, it definitely I is. I think you're all lying. <laughs> no, we're you're not. all in on it. We're together. Lying. It's awesome. <laughs> um, which is cool. Um, my mom was a big runner for a long time. She said that was a real thing. <laughs> Sure. But no, it does feel like of the things, you don't need equipment. Right. You get to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you can It can be as long or short as you want. Like you can squeeze one in or mm-hmm. you can like do it all afternoon. Like it's a whole thing. You can stop. You can look around. You can listen to things. Like, yeah. I get it. You can really, it's customizable to your <laughs> yeah. own ability and interest level and all that stuff. That's also what I guess. It's like you can jog. It doesn't have, like it's not any one thing. You can go slow. You can go fast. Yeah. You can walk for parts of like, it. Like it definitely is something that you can make whatever it needs to fill your time. And I know that mm-hmm. you like... Especially in college, it's like, oh, our schedules are always changing mm-hmm. and like we're in a show or we're not in a show. So it's right. a it's a nice thing. And also you don't like need other people for it. Totally. Okay. Well, now I'll answer the question of why I got into running in the first place, which is that great. my dad for a long time, he is all, he's run like I think four, three or oh, four, right. three or four marathons. And so when I was really young, sometimes like I think as young as like mm, 10, I would like go for really short training runs with him, just like oh. short two and a half mile runs. <laughs> At a slow pace at like 11 minutes per mile, 10, 11 minutes per mile. And he would let me come with. And I would like go on little training runs with him when he would come to visit or when I would come to LA and visit mm-hmm. him. And uh, that is how I got into it. It was very nice. It was like a fun bonding activity. Yeah. And But eventually, unfortunately, he experienced some some back troubles and he can no longer run. Here's the it's thing. It's not good for his back. Running is not good for you. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a dancer for many years, and I think that's really what fucked up his body. Okay. But, like, isn't it bad for it. your knees? Like, isn't that a yeah, thing? If you do it wrong. I mean, like, getting, living and walking that's and what I tell being, <laughs> living and walking and breathing and getting older is bad for your knees. Um, but plenty of people, it really just depends on your body, right? Like, obviously, it's you true. shouldn't, people, if it's, if it's not something that makes you feel good, if it's not something that feels good for your body and, like... But it is like very accessible, very egalitarian. You don't you don't need to buy the most expensive shoes. No. You don't need to buy any kind any kind of equipment. You don't need all you need is like the outdoors and the time. Do you? Yeah. How, what are your thoughts on running on a treadmill? I was anti treadmill for a long time. Interesting. But I am now. I'm. I'm. I don't think I would make that my exclusive mode okay. of running. But like. I, I do I am a fan of the treadmill treadmills are great because you can keep a really consistent pace yeah it like tells you, and you it can, tells you exactly yeah, you can yeah, set yeah. exactly how fast you want to go which is really great if you're somebody who's like internal speedometer isn't super accurate and you're mm-hmm. like trying to work up to running a nine minute mile for four miles like you can do that on a treadmill and like know that that's exactly what you did and it's great like obviously I don't really think you need to run on a treadmill if you live in a place like California, but like if you're yeah. in, I don't know, Minnesota, like a treadmill is probably great because like so half the year you can't run outside because it's that's, fucking cold. That's actually super true. It's like yeah. if you were a runner, I mean, there are people who run in all the weathers. Of course. But, some people are into that. But yeah, but that actually is a good point is that I guess the only maybe oppressive thing would be literally the outside. <laughs> the outside. <laughs> Thing. Or if you're, uh, conversely, if you're in a really hot place. True. Arizona. The, yeah, Nevada. The desert. 
the Mojave. No, that is true. But I know that like you would run on days that were really fucking hot and like if it was raining outside. But yeah. maybe just oh, for, running like, a in the shorter. rain is great. Yeah, to go shorter. Running in the rain is super fun. You know what else is great in the rain? <laughs> Staying inside. Staying inside. <laughs> Also great. Drinking hot chocolate. Both of those are great. After a run, even better. <laughs> no, but yes, I am obsessed with running. Great. And like the running community is also really fun. Like for when I would do really like much longer training runs and I would run along the same routes. I wouldn't often see the same people, but I would see people out for similar runs, like long ones, like seven, eight, nine plus miles. And you know, you just it's it, there's a little runner's nod, like hey, Aww. how you doing? It's like hey, great job. Like I've, no, that is nice because um, it is so solitary that it must it be is. nice to see other people doing it. Totally. And I you see some you see some fun stuff when you're just like out in the world experiencing stuff. Well, that also it's, it's a good excuse to be outside and mm-hmm. see things. Yeah, I do see things. The other week, I, I saw a snake, a little garter snake. Good. <laughs> I see a lot of bunnies. And like little trails, little little rabbits. I see, um, uh, you know, all kinds of birds <laughs> in the in the outdoors. Okay. Thank you. That's, 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 that's all she wrote. <laughs> Your next obsession. Locally produced in a very hot apartment in Los Angeles. We're your hosts, Quinn and Renee. Special thanks to Jono for our music, Dean for our graphics, and Quinn for editing. You're welcome. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a comment and don't forget to subscribe. For more information on us and the show, search Your Next Obsession Podcast on all the social medias and or send an email to your next obsession podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. We're adorable. We're so cute. <laughs>